Hello and welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Wednesday, the eighth of November. My name is Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm really good, actually. Oh, croaky voice again, as always. I just said to you, it's winter. I just had to accept now that I'm going to be ill all winter for forever mm. now. But yeah, but other than that, I'm I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, super duper. Well, on the eighth of May earlier this year. Sheffield United beat Birmingham City away in the final game of the championship season. We're sat here now. It is the 8th of November. It's six months to the day later. We've got a win to talk about, mate. What what a delightful feeling. How how did you feel leaving the ground? Unbelievable. I didn't think it'd like be... <clears throat> it's sort of... It's one of those things that in the grand scheme, it might not mean anything at all, but at the moment, it meant everything. Mm. And... Football's about moments, isn't it? And that is definitely a moment. It was so nice. like, And I really like felt it and appreciated it at the time. But like, I actually was walking... like When I set off from my seat to go home, I, I could just feel like a big smile on my face. And also I could see... Yeah. Every, you can just you could just see everyone else was just on, on a bit of a buzz, on a bit of a high. And yeah, that feeling of leaving the ground, because I, um, I sit on the cop and my... My way home is via like uh, London Road, so I, you know I walked down Cherry Street and kind of that point where the home fans and the away fans like sometimes intersect. I suppose if some away fans are going um, away from town, and I, you know every game this season, I mean like oh bloody hell, you know I hope I don't, I hope I don't have to see any happy away yeah. fans this season. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, I was just like oh this is great, like everyone's happy. You know Wolves fans, I mean all right, probably probably annoyed embarrassed or whatever but it's not really going to make that much difference to their season at the end of the day is no, it? not no. such a bit not really a big deal for them it was a fantastic feeling i mean definitely definitely relief i mean like like you uh i don't i don't really feel like this is it you know and, and maybe we can talk about like performance and uh as a as a referendum on hecking bottom i suppose we can talk about that later yeah. on in this but I don't, I don't feel like, right, that's it now. We're going to go on a charge. I know we're only like a handful of points off safety or whatever, but it doesn't make me think like, yes, that's it. We're, we're definitely in with the chance of staying up. But it's just that getting off the, getting over the hump of not having won a single game um, is is just an incredible way off the mind, I think. Are you, are you similar? Yeah, I think um, you say like it don't, it don't matter like long term and stuff like that, but I think you're the same as me. Soon as we won, let's get table out. Or we're only two points. First time I've looked all season. <laughs> like we're only two points behind. This is incredible, brilliant. Um, but yeah, I yeah, it was just like a, a proper euphoric, euphoric feeling. It were as good as a lot of games last season that we won. You know, it's probably as good as that. I don't know the the Bristol City win last season or something like that. Where, like you say, we're more relief than anything else. And the way we won it, obviously, hundred minutes. After conceding that on 88 again, you thought, there we go again. Yeah. I think when, when they equalised, I think I turned around and said, you know, we're never going to win a game. Because every, <laughs> like, sort of, <clears throat> pretty much every game this season, it seems like almost every game this season, it's probably only like three or four. The same seems to happen. You think you're on the cusp of like something like, oh, we could win it. Oh, we've lost. Oh, oh we've drawn. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, I were, I were absolutely delighted after. Um, and it, it just it does give you a boost because... You go into Brighton, obviously, that'll be unbelievably tough. But this is definitely part now in the back of your mind. This is how fickle we all are. Hmm. You're thinking, you never know. You know, we get a win there and we're, we're on a roll. Yeah. Or, you know, it just also means so the next game after that is Bournemouth at home, which we'd all sort of target as like, that's that's a winnable game as well. But now it's it's, it's not like, 
it's not like the game that we have to win now, is it? Otherwise, we might not no. win till January or whatever. Like, just as a reminder, uh, the last time we were at this level, we did not win a game until January. Yeah. We, we didn't even pick up our second point until, what was it, like, I think 20th December or something like that? It was just yeah, that's right. Yeah, right, right and away, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is this is rarefied air, mate. And, yeah, like you, I, uh, I had a look at the league table for the first time in ages on, on Saturday night. I was like... Flipping it, we're almost not bottom. Like, what's mm. what's going on at Burnley? I had no idea they were doing like, so badly. Watching the Luton game Monday, I only saw the first half. Sorry, Sunday, I only saw the first half. But it's like you're getting behind, going, "Oh no, Luton scored!" Ah, oh. you're like, I didn't care. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if that game were up on Friday night, I wouldn't have even taken two looks at it. I wouldn't have been bothered. <laughs> been cheering for Luton, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, all of a sudden you're looking at it and. I didn't realise how big the gap were. Obviously, Forrest beat in uh, Villa. There, it just looks like four teams are stranded. It won't end that way because he never does. Someone will go on a horrendous run and get dragged into it. But it's it, it, not about, like I say, I think this season, I said it from the start, it has to be about moments rather than how many points are we behind and all. And that's obviously going to come into it when you win a game. But yeah. And that was a great, a great, great, great moment in the, in my Lifetime of Sporting United, it probably sounds absolutely embarrassing to other fans, Wolves fans or whatever, but just that relief of getting that win because we are talking, you know, we were talking Derby's points total and we, you know, we still not got to 11 points, but to get that first win, it's just that monkey off your back and it's just like a weight's being lifted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we're, we're on pace to surpass Derby's points total now anyway. <laughs> we're on pace for like 15 points or something like that, so... That's very nice. Um, and then we're obviously the games coming up as well. Take Brighton aside, really, really slip Brighton. That'd be extremely tough. But then you've got Bournemouth and Burnley coming up, and it just gives you something to to aim for, doesn't it? It just gives you a bit more of a going into games thinking, well, get three points here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's interesting what you're saying about like the. I mean, the late goals thing is is not news, I suppose, but mm. it's it's the way. Because I was sat there when they equalised, just like mentally yeah. totting up how many points we've lost from yeah. late on, and it's not a, you know, it's not like a, a, a fluke or bad luck that that's happened. It's because we have a small squad and we don't seem to be as as fit as the opposition, or we just, you know, we just get mentally tired and physically. But tired But I do think there's a difference, to be honest, because I yeah. did think this particular game it was just a one-off shot. I don't think they had another shot in the entire half. I, th- I, d- I did feel sorry for us in this one because. I think Tottenham realistically, it were gutting, but you couldn't say that we deserved anything from that game. Forrest, that were gutting, but again, we had to bring Hackford and Brooks on, as you were saying. Hmm. I thought this one a little bit different. I don't think Wolves were bringing on superstars, or obviously the guy who came on scored. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were bringing on superstars or anything. And I, th- I still felt we were the better side. It's not like the, for instance, at Forrest, when we brought Brooks and Hackford on, the, 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 the game definitely switched back into Forrest's favour. So it wasn't that much of a surprise. Whereas with this one, it, it didn't it didn't switch at all, and you felt like we looked really really comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it was more just the uh, feeling sorry for ourselves type thing, or feeling sorry for myself as a Sheffield United fan because I'm sat there going, uh, you know, Forest we conceded what like last minute. Yeah, that's a point that went away. You know, we we lost instead of draw. That's one point gone. Man City obviously late on that was uh, another point gone. Spurs was three points gone. Uh, Man United scored in like the 77th minute so that was a point mm. gone and I'm thinking here we go this is another two points gone you hold on in half of those games this is what I'm thinking as Wolves are just equalised mm. thinking you hold on to your position in half of those games you've yeah. probably got six or seven points you prob- <laughs> you're still in the bottom three but you're 
you're not having these conversations about are we ever going to win a game? Are we going to get yeah. more than eleven points? Blah, 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 blah. But fortunately, yeah. this was a got knocked onto the canvas and we picked ourselves up and mm. uh, came out swinging with a knockout blow of our own, which was very very enjoyable. As you said, I, and, mean, um, I thought we'd lose it. I thought with the way everything <laughs> had been going this season, and obviously Sue's are on his knees and Trusty are on his knees when it went in, and I thought. I was sort of open for the whistle. I know that's really negative, and that, but that's just the mindset I'm in because of what's happened so far, rather than the performance or anything in the second half. It was just a, uh, let's just get, you know, let's just get that, let's get a point and, and go home. But it's really disappointing. But but Wolves did. I mean, they had that free header which were offside, but we had two or three, you know, half chances after that. We obviously had another VAR check before the penalty and stuff. And fair play to him for the resilience. Mm. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say about being negative. When uh, when the penalty was awarded, I did say to my dad, "Well, at least we can't lose now." <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. There's not going to be time for them to go down the other end and, and nick a winner. So I was like, "At least we've got a point. That's something, no matter what happens." It was unbelievable uh, when Norwood picked the ball up, and obviously we'll get onto it. I don't know if you heard this, but they were just like not 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 loud, but audible. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Not because it, I don't think it was because it was normal. It was because like everyone was like going on, is it going to get given? Is it going to get given? And then it got given. Like and you're like, yeah. Oh. Now we've got to like <laughs> sit through this penalty. This is going to be horrible. Right? Yeah. I think. I mean, to be fair to Norwood, and obviously we'll talk about it in more detail. But I, th- I think I think a lot of that head in hands probably was down to the fact that he was taking the penalty. Have, have I got this right? He's missed his last three Sheffield United penalties, right? Did he Did he take one against Lincoln? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Maybe he didn't I play can't remember. Game. He certainly missed his. He certainly missed against. Uh, was it Millwall last season, and then um, obviously Forest. Forest. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So he seems to just stick to these things of going sort of low and slightly close to the goalkeeper with his penalties prior to yeah. this one. So I think when um, you know I, I took quite far up on the cop, and I could see a very lo- like thousands of heads in hands, but <laughs> like as he as he got the ball. So yeah, uh, yeah. I um, thought Archer. To be honest, I thought looking at people on the pitch and not having a clue and thinking, well, Archer scored. He is a striker. Give it him. So yeah, fair dues. Um Yeah, in terms of, you, I just want to jump back to something you said there about like, uh, you know. It, it is a it is a great moment for us, and you know you said this will like uh, this will be you know almost a treasured memory if you like in the last few mm-hmm. seasons, um, and yeah, the, the, it made me think like, and we've I'm sure plenty of people have had this conversation before, but it made me think this is what it must have been like had we been in the grounds when we beat yeah. when we beat Newcastle in that first game, yeah. the, the relief of like, oh, okay, we're not an absolute total embarrassment, like you know we're probably still going to get relegated, but at least right now in this moment. We can celebrate. Mm-hmm. Hold your heads up a bit higher because you've won a game. You're no longer the only team in the country that hasn't won a game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just feel good about yourself in this in this one moment. And um, yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention it. Like, obviously, we were robbed uh, of even in that relegation season. There were good moments under Wilder. It was a horrible season, but we beat Man United away. Newcastle one 0 I remember watching the West Brom stream where we went one 0 down and came back to win two one and. And cheering like you know, cheering like mad in that one. Yeah, would be Everton away, and they were all moments that we were robbed of. And it's really great. That's the first Premier League win for in front of fans, not including the Burnley game, which were obviously not a full house since what Norwich. Norwich, yeah, blooming heck. Yeah, Norwich, wow. Norwich at home, which is a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Oh my God, that is a that is a very long three years. That in it, like yeah. when you think of everything that's happened. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't really want to think. If about I'd that. have said to you, our next win's going to be in three years. Like we're obviously not knowing about Kettlewood after that Norwich game. You'd have thought, "What? We're going to 
we're going to lose every game next season. <laughs> we're not going to play. We're not going to win a game. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fortunately we sat here with uh, yeah four points to our name now. I mean, we we targeted this game, I suppose, uh, mm. as like I don't know if winnable was the phrase that we used, but certainly points gettable, weren't we? We said like yeah. we said yeah. before our wolves they they're probably better than uh, maybe people thought they would be at the start of the season. I, I think um, mm. uh, not to single out Dead by it, but I think he had them as a relegation team. Well, I did um, think the same. Yeah, I'll stick up for Dead Butler in the sense that. I think I've got them to go down in my prediction league just because they lost the manager hmm. a week before the season. They looked in disarray. They didn't really bring anyone in. And O'Neill's done a really good job, to be fair. Yeah. No, I wasn't mean. Uh, you know, lots of people did have them as a relegation team. I think mm-hmm. I think they've just shown that they are they're better than that. But they're not also not yeah. they're in that next class down, aren't they? As in they're not gonna be a European chasing team this season, I don't think. And yeah, they there were going to be a chance for us to get some points, and yeah, that's that's kind of how it uh, how it went. We we did turn up in the second half, and we should probably talk about that split, I suppose. Um, <laughs> before the match, there was this sort of widely reported players meet, players only meeting. Yeah, players only was, meeting. Yeah, no I managers thought, allowed. I like the idea, like Eckingbottom going in. What? Get out! Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like players meeting here. Yeah, players meet, and I don't know if that did that come from Eckingbottom, like the. So I I did I read beyond the headline because at first I was yeah. like, well that's slightly alarming, you know, we just yeah. lost five 0 yeah. lost five nil at Arsenal, and we had what do we have two shots in that game? One of them front was from the halfway line, I think. Yeah, no um, one talking, I think. Yeah, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it was in the Star that actually reported this. It, it wasn't exactly Brian Clough being asked to leave the uh, the changing room at Leeds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. sounds from what uh, I think Hecubottom himself said. He like he walked into the changing room after Arsenal and like the players were talking, and he he basically just let them talk, and they they like all agreed among themselves like we should have a you know a, a meeting just the players like later yeah. in the week, like just to yeah. you know go over some of the things that we've been talking about today. And it's not unusual, I think. For yeah, yeah. Players, I think I think. I think Rian, I can't remember to be honest. One of the four blades were on about the. It happened under Wilder, you know, after the Villa game where they had a big fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, we, when we threw 3 0 away. I don't think that's like unusual. I think it's good management, to be honest, that. I think. Yeah. If that's, if that's what's needed. And, you know, obviously we're lined up with the three at the back. And, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll throw you under the bus because I felt the same. I was thinking, well, this is this is the, the final Ecking Bottom game. He's gone back for three at the back. Mm. We've got two strikers up from who just don't complement each other whatsoever. They're basically the same sort of striker. But I wonder if, if it's the players who said, look, we want to go back to this three at the back. I don't, you don't know, obviously. I'm only, only uh, speculating there, obviously. Yeah. Well, like you, I think I think that was good management. Obviously, that's we're hearing Hecking Bottom's version of that. If you like, he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's the one saying, I want to, uh, I don't think he used the word empower the players, but that is essentially what he's, what he's doing there. And, yeah, I, 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 I like respect that he has the, I suppose the confidence to. Mm. I don't know if confidence is the right word. Like just the, the I don't know. No, you would think another manager who maybe was feeling the pressure a little bit more was like, hang about, no, 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 I'm, I'm in charge here. Like I'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah, letting yeah. this situation get away from me. You're not having a, you're not having a players only meeting without me. That's that's not good management. So. Yeah, I, I respect that. Uh, I respect that that took place. I suppose from both his point of view and the players as mm. well. Um, I can't. I mean, <laughs> this is where we we might stray into a little bit of negativity here um, because that that didn't have an immediate effect. I would say it certainly and... didn't. I thought this first half were awful. I, again, I listened to Four Blades and 
they put up an argument that was the idea to contain Wolves in the first half. Oh. Respect that opinion. I didn't see it like that. Personally, I thought we were really, really bad on another day. Although Wolves didn't really create loads of chances, I think that were a lot to do with their messing around at the edge of the area rather than anything we did really defensively. And I thought they could have been 2 or 3 nil up at half-time and it wouldn't have flattered them. Yeah, I, I can't... Um... I can't redeem that first half all apart from that we didn't concede. I, I, that was as that was as low as I felt at half time in a game this season. I think, um, and yeah, mm. like I mean, you're not throwing me under the bus because I've written this down to uh, <laughs> to say it on here. When I saw the team, I did think this would be Hecky Bottom's last game because yeah, I thought okay, we've gone. We've gone back to the formation that uh, hasn't worked for the last, I don't know, 50 Premier League games, basically. You know, the, the formation that everybody's figured out with um, yeah, with two uh, samey-same strikers uh, who, you know, aren't going to be able to hold the ball up. And uh, Sousa and Norwood, the two, you know, the two midfielders who, uh, well, Norwood can pass, but he can't dribble or, you know, run. Uh, or run. Uh, yeah. And, and Sousa... Can't even pass. So no. know, what we're doing there, and yeah, I, no, I thought obviously neither. So yeah, yeah, I thought this is going to and yeah, <laughs> Luke Thomas still playing at um, left wing back. Um, Bogle, fair enough if you've got Baldock at centre back, I suppose. But I just thought, I thought this is like I, I just almost couldn't believe like the this the kind of conservativeness of the team choice. I don't mean in terms of a defensive setup. I just yeah, yeah. I just thought there has to be a dice roll here. We have to try something different and we're not. And yeah, that first half was awful, mate. I, I was I was really, really low at half time. Because yeah, Wolves they didn't play particularly well, but they still had um you know, they still had some good opportunities. You know, Wes kind of uh, tipped that one just over the bar. They had uh mm-hmm. I think it's Chang like completely miss its one in the box and it bubbles yeah. to um uh, I can't remember who it was now, but he, you know, shins it wide from about six yards and did we have a shot? We had that one Norwood one from 30 yards. That just about got a million yards out, yeah. Yeah, we were nowhere near. I imagine we touched the ball in their area a couple of times. Bruce had put one out of play, didn't he? For, I mean, it were all summed up by that trusty cross at the end of the half. Do you remember that? I actually, um, no, I don't remember that. It was just like, you know, we finally sort of got into their half and got sort of players forward and trusty got the ball and just booted it out for a goal kick and the, the crowd, oh, that's bad, you know what I mean? And, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, I thought we were really... I think Shore and View video, you know, where they... I can't repeat what Johnny said on that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was somebody... Oh, like, it was just so static. There were no movement. We were bodies on the line. I, I'll give them that. You know, there were a lot of last-act blocks and slide tackles and things like that. But there was just nothing there. And I, I obviously bumped into you at half-time, so I didn't see you before this game. And we were both just shaking his heads going, this is bad. <laughs> like, you know, this is this is really, really bad. Well, what we've seen all season is that the team gets worse the longer the game goes on. I mean, I think we said this a few weeks ago. Like, we, yeah. we almost need to be winning after an hour to have any chance to to get any points. Is is the way every game's gone pretty much all season. And I was like, we we've played like this, and we're not. We haven't even got bad yet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, is... yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, um... uh, Liam messaged me at half time. He was he was listening to Talk Sports something, and they said. Apparently Dean Ashton was a co-commentator and he said, um, well, the good thing is is that Sheffield United can't get any worse. I'm like, oh, we can, boy. Don't you worry about that. That's what we normally do. Yeah. Um, and like I say, I think that was the thing. I mean, on the one hand, I absolutely, you know, can see that what, you know, they were saying on Thorblades that they didn't have a shot. Wolves didn't have a real clear-cut opportunity other than the one that, you know, hit the guy and went wide. That was the only big chance, you'd, you'd think. Hmm. But we just offered nothing and didn't look like we had 
any you know idea how to offer anything and i think it only changed once brewster got injured unfortunately yeah well that's yeah that that was my like this is just this is heading towards divorce here um for yeah. united and hecubot i'm like yeah. how can we play a first half in a game that we not that we have to win but like you know it's this one or bournemouth basically or or next year um yeah, and we've had one yeah. shot like how is that how is that acceptable to only have one shot in that first half i, I didn't i don't think it was and it you know it wasn't a, a chance it, either. No. it was just a 30 yard or something um yeah. so yeah i was i was really really down about it and then yeah you got uh brewster goes off with his with his hamstring injury i'm just thinking like this is just a apparently it's his knee apparently yeah it's yeah yeah he was he was holding yeah. the back of his leg when he, but he was holding his knee and, and yeah and apparently is okay um, well, he looks all right at the end, didn't he? Sprinting down the line. So <laughs> yeah, hope. that's true. Um, yeah, they, again, this sort of distresses me slightly when Heckingbottom says afterwards, like um, he said, you know, be feeling it in training. Well, why is he starting this game then? You know, this is yeah. I don't know. I, I would have not started him regardless. But if he's also a bit injured, then what? What are we do? Don't make any sense. That I mean, at the most, bring him on for twenty minutes to go. Like if you think he can do it, I don't get it. I know people play through injuries, but with every injury he's had and we've had, mm. that does seem a bit short-sighted, I have to admit. Especially when, like, Asula's back and you could do a half and a half. I mean, he said he were only going to play him a half, didn't he? He said, like, the idea was just to give him no, 45. I don't think I believe that, to be completely <laughs> honest. I mean, I think if that's going to happen, you do it the other way, surely. Yeah, so he goes off and McAtee comes on. And um, this is a tiny thing, but um, it annoyed me at the time, and I will mention it now. I, th- I thought this was so brainless to burn a substitute here, like... Bruce mm. got that injury in. Let me see if I can find the actual time that we made this sub. But there were like seconds left of the first half, right? There was hardly any time yeah, at all. Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the forty seventh minute when we made the substitution. I think there was three minutes of injury time in the first half, so there was literally yeah, sixty right. seconds yeah. left. Just wait till half time. Like we've only got three substitution stoppages, and you're just going to burn one here for a player that's doing nothing anyway. Like. Oh, with respect to Brewster, do you think we would have struggled in those next sixty seconds if he hadn't been on the pitch? Like no, no I, say, I were even saying at the time, you just hold out for a minute, and you know it didn't really matter if you got ten men or eleven men. We a minute to go, does it? To be honest, so um, yeah, I'd have done exactly the same, and I, I were just as frustrated. And people might forget now because obviously we won, and everyone, everyone's on cloud nine. But that that was a, one of the most negative atmospheres I think at half time of the season. Yeah, no. Probably the Newcastle in a way that we're more anger at Newcastle with the decisions that have gone against us. And I think most people just, you know, when we were going to the toilet at half time and everyone's just going, oh, God, this is bad. Yeah, we're going to lose again. She's got to go. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. really, really negative. It wasn't, uh, I mean, not around me anyway, but I didn't. it wasn't like a toxic atmosphere. I think people just a bit like, kind of resign, like, oh, they really just aren't very good, aren't they? <laughs> like, yeah. To yeah. Else. yeah, I don't I don't remember hearing any booze or anything like that. Um, I was just like, oh, this is just just, just flat, flat nothingness. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a tiny thing with that sub, but that, like, was just the cherry on the cake of, like, this was a dreadful half. I, I don't feel very good about how Heckingbottom has approached this game at all. And it just felt like a slightly scrambled decision making there you know just mm. just not very smart when i don't know maybe, maybe if we had a bigger sub bench as in more viable subs it would have made more of a difference yeah me. but anyway um mcatee comes on and as you said he does it does definitely improve us you know whether it's yeah. a bit a bit addition by subtraction of losing a, a you know a second ineffective striker for a, a more creative midfielder or whether he 
you know, he actually is just that good. Um, I guess he's up for debate. I, I thought he did have a very, very good game. But yeah, in yeah. terms of the difference, I mean, this is where Heckingbottom probably does deserve a lot of credit. Like, the difference in the second half was incredibly stark, wasn't it? Not not really yeah. in terms of, like, uh, our ability levels, but it just it was like an old-school turning up the heat, turning up the pressure yeah. type performance, wasn't it? It's the sort of thing that I want. That's all I want is mm. what that second half. I'm not expecting us to completely outplay teams. I'm not expecting us to have the sort of quality that other teams have. But we showed in that second half that against certainly against the Midlands teams in the Premier League. Yep. I mean, the Midlands teams. Midlands teams in the Premier League. Uh, but, um, that can cause problems for teams. You know, if we'd have done some, if we'd have played like that away at Fulham, for instance, yeah. we might have come back with something. You know what I mean? You don't. And that's what's been so frustrating. I think this is where the, the hecking bottom out. Uh, sort of talk has come because I think we can all accept losing. I think we can all accept we aren't good enough. We can we all you know we can we can accept or have disagreements about what happened in the transfer window. But we're showing nothing. We, and that first half again for me, we showed nothing. That's all I want to see that second half. We were pure guts and determination, and you know it wasn't sparkling football. It was a pretty poor game for a Premier League standard game. But mm. we have to make it like that. You know that's what Luton have been doing. You know. Yeah. But, and, and again, I'm not holding Luton. They've only got two more points than us, but we are about a par. We're probably better than them on paper, Luton. But they, they've got this way and they make it horrible and they and they press and they work hard. And, and that's what we did in the second half. And that is that is our major ability, is trying to outwork teams and trying, you know, get the crowd behind you and working hard and getting stuck in. Mm. And it sounds like cliches, but that is the only thing we've got going, you know, to try and win games. And we did it in the, in the second half and got us reward. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't know if it was Norwood said this afterwards about like you know that set the stand like that's the standard that we the minimum standard we have to meet in every game. I'm sure I heard somebody say that or, or read it somewhere, but he's right. It has that is what we want, isn't it? That uh, you know you play like that in the second half. It's probably it's not going to be enough to keep us up at the end of the season. But mm-hmm. we'll win more games. We'll get more points. We'll have more fun. Like it'll be it'll be yeah. a more enjoyable season. You know, people will be able yeah. to. You know, leave the season with a bit of credit, I think, and positive feeling. Mm. And yeah, I don't, I guess, that, I mean, I'm glad that that happened, but at the same time, I was like, well, where was that in the first half or in any of our other games, I guess? You know, what what's it taken to, um, to I get I thought to it was quite stage? odd how quickly it changed. It was mm. like, hang on, we're not actually as bad as maybe I've gone over the top, you know, by saying this, this group's got no quality or not enough quality. You saw that sort of performance. You think, yeah, we do lack like quality, but. I sort of probably myself not fully accepted that even if you haven't got the quality, you can put in a performance, you know, yeah. in terms of work rate and, and tactics as well, you know, and everything like that. I thought it really worked really well with Hamer and McAtee behind Archer. Mm. And we've not seen it. And it was great to see. It was really good because, like, we had a shot as soon as we come out, you know, Archer, brilliant effort. Um, and although we weren't creating chance after chance, I don't think, like, the Wolves keep pulling loads of saves off. We were certainly on top, and they were a good fifteen minutes where they couldn't get out of their own half, and that you know that that's that's fantastic against a good wolf side. Yeah, yeah. Now, brilliant response uh, after half time. Yeah, that archer shot came almost immediately, didn't it? Just um, mm. it was about twenty yards out, and I, I thought it were in because the keeper was full stretch, and obviously it clips the uh, clips the top of the netting on its way on its way out. But yeah, every you know you can hear people sort of sardonically singing, "We've had a shot," and then about. <laughs> I think about sixty seconds later, we had another one. Like Hamer yeah, fizzed one yeah. over, and then about sixty seconds later, no one, no one fizzed one over. And so, you know, we've had two shots, we've had three shots. But I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, well, this yeah. is going to have to stop soon because <laughs> it's going to keep going up and up. And 
I, I don't know if we had an approach of like shoot on sight now. Like, come on, just you get the ball twenty yards out, shoot. Like, I don't care what's happening around you, just shoot, please. And I appreciate mm-hmm. it. We ended up out shooting a team in the second in the, in the game as a total. But yeah, second half, I think we had ten shots in total in that half. And yeah, we we didn't create many good chances. I mean. I think our, our XG at the end of it was like a shade over one, and obviously we had a penalty, mm. so it's basically mm. yeah. 0.3 XG for the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But that is what we've been crying out for, isn't it? This like, just take a chance, like just see what happens if you if you if you fire some shots in and make teams have to think about defending. Um, yeah, I, I was really impressed. You know, won a load of load of free. Uh, Free kicks like McAtee and Archer and Bogle suddenly all, all burst into life, and you know we got uh, long throw-ins flying in, we're winning winning um, corners and free kicks and stuff, and yeah, that's that really is like just kind of all we've wanted to see out of a lot of these games, isn't it? And um, yeah, it, it it was bizarre how much it how much it flipped at half time. I, I really didn't think they had it in them to be honest. No, I agree completely. Great, I think. A lot of talk after, so I saw a few people on S2 say, you know, oh, we played four at the back. We didn't, but I think people got confused simply because Bogle were that far forward mm-hmm. and Bulldog were getting forward as well. That it looked like we were playing four at the back with sort of Bogle on the wing. We were definitely playing 3 5 2. Bulldog in the, in the after match interview said, you know, he finds it difficult playing right centre half due to his size. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we were so on the front foot, it looked like Bogle were almost playing as a winger. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, and that is exactly what were happening in the in the first season under uh, under Wilder. Was obviously we had the overlapping centre halves and things like that. But it wasn't just that. We the, the wing backs got forward. See, Stephen scored three goals or whatever it was. I think Baldock got two. Mm. It doesn't sound like a load, but compared to what we've seen, you know, so far this season, we've barely got in the area with the with the wing backs. And Bogle in particular, I thought second half were, were excellent. Yeah, he was. I think having McAtee near him and Bulldock behind, if you like, it, I mean, that's, this is what I've really wanted to see out of him. Just, yeah, just take a chance with the ball. I, I've been really disappointed with him so far this season, I, to the point where I'm, I was having actual uh, concerns that maybe his last injury is like really affected yeah. him. And yeah. it's just not going to get back to the the sort of level like of an attacking player that we saw um, in that first Premier League season. But uh, yeah, he was he was on it in that second half. I thought McAtee was uh, was excellent. You know, they really really struggled to to get a grip of him, and just the mm. whole team was so much more like brave with the ball. You know, trying to actually take people on. And um, yeah, we we took the lead through a moment of. A combination of good fortune and fantastic play, I thought. And this was our first shot on target in 200 minutes of football. I'm like, I was listening to a Wolves podcast um, while I was at work on Monday. And um, they look really fair, actually. I think it's called Wolves Cast. They were a decent analysis. Obviously, a bit, well, very aggrieved about the penalty and what have you. But I think they said, you know, classic Wolves, you know, the first shot they've had for 200 minutes, and next year, like, 0.3 or something like that, and it goes flying into the corner, but uh, unbelievable finish from Archer, and this is where I think I said a couple of podcasts ago the Archer signing felt pointless, and that had nothing to do with him, it was to do with the way that we play and we don't create anything, and maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe I've been proven wrong there because that's a goal that I don't think any other of our strikers score. I'm not even sure they get a shot off, to be honest. No, no, and he's looked round. He's really, you know, he has a quick look and he shoots and takes it early. And that's a proper finisher's, you know, goal. And I think what Archer is, has shown so far, and these games where he's out of it, is is probably what we expected from Brewster when we brought him in. Mm. That he's not 
he's not the you know he's not ready really he's not sorry he's not at the his peak or anything like that but there's definitely potential there you know the guy's a goal scorer and he showed little bits in this game particularly second half where I thought he looked really really good and yeah he's that's what it should have been three goals for him really and he's the only striker who looks like scoring and that's includes McBurney as well yeah, yeah. Can we, I feel like he should get half a goal for that Everton one, like because it's. Mm. You know, it's just, it yeah, went, it went in the net. You know, he should, he should definitely be on two and a half goals. I think for that one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah this, I mean, we get the the bit of fortune is that McAtee sort of closes down a, a clearance or a pass in midfield, and it it rebounds to um, straight into Archer's path. But he, he has loads to do. I know he's he's you know in on goal in inverted commas, but. Defenders closing him down really quickly. He's up against, as I said uh, on the last pod, the uh, the best shot stopping goalkeeper in the Premier League so far this season. And mm. I think he makes a great decision to take it early from you know twenty five yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, there's a great angle of it from like from behind the uh, behind the goal in the cop in the cop stand where you can see the keeper sort of like adjusting his position because he's he's obviously not expecting uh, that chance to to come about and he's he's running back checking where he is and. Almost as he he has a quick glance behind him, then almost as he's looking back at the ball, Archer's striking it. He mm. actually does well to get a fingertip on it, I think. But well, yeah. it was funny on that Wolves podcast. They said like they were they were saying this ridiculous, but apparently a lot of their fans were blaming the keeper for the goal. And you're like, come on, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, fans do that now. Don't we? Our fans do it. I think Fodringham should save every single shot that comes at him. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think any keeper's saving that. Thunderous strike in off the underside of the yeah. crossbar. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, that's that's why we signed Archer, I suppose. Yeah, great. Um, it, just a, a great feeling because for once we've we'd scored, we'd taken the lead in the 72nd minute. And immediately I'm looking at the clock thinking, whoa, it's not actually that long to go. I mean, the next three or four minutes seem to take absolutely forever. I was convinced <laughs> the, the clock was stuck, I suppose. But um yeah, just uh, I, I thought we we might actually do this, you know, like or at least we can get a point out of this. And mm-hmm. yeah, wolves, you know, they kind of they made some changes, but I don't really feel like they were particularly turning up the heat or anything like that. I mean, uh, Bel Belgard who, who ends up scoring, he comes on for uh, uh, I think it's Kaladzic in it, who was you know a bit of a uh, a d bag in this game. I thought uh, you know the big striker number eighteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he was. He was doing my head in, flopping about all yeah. over the place. I, yeah, all over the shop. Yeah, I, I yeah, didn't. I, I did not enjoy the referee helping him to his feet. I know he helped one of our yes. players to their feet later in the yeah. game, but um, just don't look good, does it? It doesn't. I, I would not do that as a referee, to be honest. I, I just think it's yeah, just just not particularly intelligent. Um, Triore, not a not a Dharma, came on for Tommy Doyle. <laughs> what, do, what do you make of Doyle's uh, return to the lane? I think you were, you thought he played quite well, didn't you? I thought you were all right. I mean, like I say, that Wolves podcast, you know, they thought you were all, not that awful. They said it was like basically invisible. And it might be because I was looking at him more than the other players because I knew what he was like. But I thought he kept it well. I think he got the most uh, passes on the pitch. I think that's correct um, throughout the entire game. And he just kept them ticking over, didn't they? I thought in the first half where they controlled it, he were, he were a part of that. Yeah, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't think he was up to that much. It made mainly when the teams came out, um, it just looked like the smallest player on their team yeah. like that foot. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this is you know, this is the kind of player we've been trying yeah. to sign. Like we feel like he would be like an immediate improvement on most of our team and it, it just kind of yeah. shows shows the level we're up against. But yeah, um yeah, he, he very generously hit one free kick well over. Um I, I didn't see well, this, but can you can you explain yeah, what happened I'd by say the this quarter first flag? half were really good. Um, obviously as always in every night of game, we always complain about uh the, the corner 
the ball not being in the corner when, when there's a corner being taken. Mainly because most people don't know the rules and think the entire ball has to be in the corner when it doesn't. It's just like a, a small bit of it. So our fans go, ah, 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 ah. so Doyle comically moved it even further out and like and then just like sort of winked and shrugged at the crowd like and he got a, a clap and a laugh. So fair play to him. Excellent. Enjoy that. Um, yeah. So the the other sub is um, probably the the game changer, I suppose, and that's Fabio Silva coming on um, in the eighty first minute. He immediately gets booked for uh, elbowing Baldock in the back of the head, which looked a bit hefty. I mean, it, uh, the I don't think play that was play restarting, right? We had a goal kick and mm. took it long, mm. and he did that immediately. And I thought, is he going to? Are we about to see Keith Gillespie's red card record yeah, yeah. disappear? Yeah, I yeah. After his uh, instant red card at Reading all those years ago under Warnock, quite um, the game, didn't he, Fabio Silva? He really did. He's uh, he's definitely going to feature prominently in my. Uh, Podcast title pun, I think, definitely leading yeah. to uh, into silver. Right. Um, but they did equalise, and this frustrated me. Hamer yeah. was pretty clearly. We, I mean, we were so clearly trying to make a sub, um, and so he goes down. I think the ball was out of play. He goes down, you know, to to get play stopped so that he can come off. The referee tells him to get on with it. The ball goes out again for a Wolves throw. Yeah. We, we've literally got our sub lined up on the side of the pitch with um, you know the fourth official stood there. For some reason, the referee lets play continue, which I don't think he did earlier. In the, I mean, this is just, uh, just does this goal get avoided if not for if this doesn't happen? Possibly not, but no. it's so infuriating. And, yeah. um, bobbles back to Belgard on the edge of the box, who it's a good yeah. shot, but it does take a pretty big deflection off. Um, I think it's off Baldock in it. Yeah, and, uh, people were saying after the game, you know, I thought Fodingham should have done better, but I think that deflection is he, down, and then obviously it just takes it up and it's beyond his grasp, isn't it? Yeah, it gets hand on it, but it goes in. But very much unlike the goal that um, Man U scored, for example. I, yeah, I think the deflection makes it really hard. So I, I, don't, I don't see any blame on him for that one. Um, and yeah, Hamer obviously he gets booked after the after that. I think Heckingbottom gets booked as well, or he's certainly someone yeah, touched yeah. like someone has a word with him. Um, so yeah, it just looks like oh, it's all it's all falling apart again. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's late in the game. Um, yeah, it, it, it's happening again basically, and then. Silva misses a free header in the box, which he was given offside from, um, but it was a, a terrible finish. That then... is where I was thinking we're going to lose this because, and understandably to a degree, the heads went because it were another late goal because our, our heads went as well in the in the crowd. You're thinking, well, you know, it's another one we're throwing away. Yeah, we're really demoralising. So I, I've sort of got a bit of sympathy. Obviously, we should be more professional, but when he missed that header, I thought they're going to score because you know we're allowing chances like, all right, we're offside, but. Allowing chances like that straight after a goal is just the sort of stuff that we've been doing all season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The players' curious lack of subs from us, um, so mm. I would say, uh, just in a further sort of slight, slight black mark on Hecky Bottom in this game. The only um, thing I'll argue with that is I don't know what we could have done to change. Really, looking at the bench, I mean, the only person I were maybe thinking should have come on is, is, is possibly a solar or even LaRouche for a bit more attacking threat down the left-hand side. But we don't really have that many options, do I? I suppose not. It's, I mean, it's, it says a lot that this is a, a stronger bench than we've had it many other times yeah. this season, but it still has, yeah, uh, half fit Asula, Andre Brooks, and then John Fleck on it. So, oh, yeah. I forgot about Fleck, yeah. I thought Fleck were coming on at one point. I thought this would go down well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fortunately, uh, Silver heads that probably offside header wide and uh, we win a corner down the other end and 
Yeah, Silver has an absolute mare, eh, doesn't he? First he completely uh, air, air kicks a clearance, then he pretty much treads on, um, I'm not sure who it is, but is he is an iron player? He kind of goes, you know, misses the ball and ends up sort of mm-hmm. treading on him. And it comes back to Baldock, who... I think it's Archer. I think it's Archer. Archer, right. Comes back to Baldock, who uh, hits the deck under um, under a silver challenge and referee instant penalty. I don't I don't know how much I want to talk about this, but... Can we just before this, by the way? Obviously, we had another lengthy VAR check for the handball, didn't we? What the hell for? I I, I, I'm right behind this. And to be honest, when I saw Osborne go down, and as you do, a penalty, because you do... <laughs> Um, and then the shot, I didn't even appeal for that because it was he had his hands down. Then it goes, it, I went to penalty. I goes, oh, this might be a pen. This might be because it went on for age. Then he said, mm. for handball. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I've never been. I mean, we've not even seen a replay back of it, have we? As far as I know, I haven't. And I, I was pretty. I mean, I just, I don't know if annoyed's the right word, but I was just like, this is stupid. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Even though it's although if that had not happened. We'd have had the time to get the penalty, maybe. That's true, yeah. I mean, even though, you know, it was a to check if we could have a penalty at that point, but I was just thinking, this is dumb. Like, at yeah. no stage did anyone in this ground think there might have been a handball. What are we even wasting our time looking at? I've um, seen some people have to say it was a clear handball. Maybe it was, because I've not seen a replay, but from my view at the back of the cop, not the best view... I, I didn't. I don't even think our players were appealing, were they? No, and I didn't hear a single like you know, shout of handball or anything like that around me. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought there was just a waste of everybody's time, basically. But yeah, silver silver challenges Baldock who hits the deck, and referee immediately gives a penalty. Yeah, um, yeah what well, I, I don't really like. I said I don't really want to give too much airtime to this, but I, I'm absolutely baffled by the hand wringing that's gone on after this decision this is a well look, I'll, I'll say and, and the, the guys on the wolves podcast that I listened to were really fair about it and they said in the laws of the game it is a penalty like this is what they were saying not not this is not my view in the laws of the game it is a penalty because he touches him in the area and that's all it needs nowadays in the in terms of morals should it be a penalty probably not you know what i mean because it's not a bad tackle or anything like that he, he just put his leg out Baldock sort of goes into him I can see why they think it's soft, but all this stuff with Chris Sutton and what have you coming out saying, you know, he's a diver and, and match of the day's all analysis about was just about that incident. I'm thinking I've seen much worse penalties given. You know what I mean? I can understand why Wolves have had a lot of stuff go against them this season. You know, last week against Newcastle, the man you won, they're just the ones that I've seen. They're probably more. So I can understand totally why they're aggrieved and I can understand why they're thinking, Bloody, you know, last minute, he gives a pen for that. But once he's given the pen, it's not going to be overturned because he does touch him. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, this this shouldn't annoy me, but it did, so I'm going to be honest and put it out there. But, um, you know, uh, Chris Sutton was bringing it up during the blooming Chelsea Spurs game the other night. Yeah. Like, a commentary that, like, what are you on about? Like, three days later. you know, it, What's so mad about it is we've seen penalties given much, much worse for that and, and actual proper, proper dives. Yes. Where people are rolling around on the floor. And all of I mean, whether it's just us, whether it's just because we see more United content, so we, you know, we, we, maybe they do it about other players, but it just yeah, seems yeah. like such a massive overreaction. It does. Like, and I'm just thinking, like I said, the whole analysis on match of the day about that one decision, match of the day, by the way, it's the first time I've watched it this season for obvious reasons. It's got to be the most boring football show on TV. It's just, they show, I don't know, 20 minutes of highlights or a game, and then they just talk about a referee for 10 minutes in every single match, it seems. And it's just like, it's so boring. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I did stop. Even as a neutral, I stopped watching it, like, pretty much for that reason. It's like, oh, great, here comes 20 minutes of discussion, um, you know, about a penalty decision. And I acknowledge yeah. that's exactly what you and I are doing right now, but we are a Sheffield United podcast, not a And we've, done a, we've also done a, I say, analysis in, you know, in quote, quotation. <laughs> yeah, uh, quote, but, uh, but, yeah, at least we get a bit of analysis in. And this, you know, like... I think not the top 20 talk about... Uh, I think he's not the top 20. Or it might be Benjamin Bloom, one of those two. They always say... You know, they'll talk about penalty decisions if, you know, if it's that thing. But they try and avoid it because it's boring. A matter that they need to take take heed of that, to be fair. Yeah. This this was a, this was not a discussion point, this penalty. It's it's a foul. Like It's a soft penalty, but it is a penalty. Like it, It's not like an egregious dive by Bulldog. You know, it's not no. like... A, it's not like something that should lead to like a massive referendum on officiating as it seems to have uh, been been used as well, the thing as well is that I see, I've seen Wolves fans say only people who think it weren't a penalty are Sheffield United fans uh, sorry it was a penalty of Sheffield United fans well there's a couple of reasons I don't know if that's true but everyone likes attacking refs we're one of them you know when you say oh another bad decision put it on the you know notch it up as another bad decision we could have a go at the refs about that the refs are awful I don't think anyone's denying that I don't think we've, we've said it all season the refs in this country of making some horrendous decisions, this at, at the very worst is a is a soft decision. Yeah, it's not an horrendous decision or anything like that. It's not what happened at Newcastle. It's not what happened at Liverpool. You know, it's not what happened with our goal. Uh, you know, with the ball over the line. It's not. What really annoys me is when Paul Eckingbottom against after top after the Tottenham game is talking about you know refs and how bad they are and. You know, and everything, and they're going to ask sour grapes. You know, talk sport and all that sour grapes from Paul Eckingbottom. What did Daniel Story said? Proper man's comment, Proper, like real, real, real football man comment yeah. or something. Yeah, well, O'Neill does exactly the same. It's like, well, he's got a point. He's got a point. You know, because that is a dive of, of Arsenal issuing statements like children. Oh well, <laughs> you can see why. This is people. I've read. I don't know. I think it was Rodley on S2. I think it's a really good post from there. And I think he said, "Does it? Do people uh, hate the Premier League like our fans because it's like a defence mechanism?" And I think to a certain degree it is because we're rubbish in it. So mm-hmm. you do say oh, I hate it, but there's stuff like this that I think you have a genuine. I, this is why I don't watch much Premier League football mm-hmm. because the the aftermath of, of just all right in the Newcastle game, he's made a bad decision. Who cares? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like we, we've had loads go against us, and we moan about it on here. But we're not like you know, it's not like we're not we don't think it's threatening world peace or whatever. They you know, like, issuing statements and saying games should be replayed and all this sort. It's just I'll just stop. It's a game of football. Yeah. You know, people make mistakes. There's no corruption in it. I don't. I really don't. I mean, we think Premier League corruptors, you know what? But it's just you know, people make mistakes, and and unfortunately at the moment we seem to have a bad set of referees. Yeah. No, I just, I think when I, I got home, like I said, this shouldn't annoy me anywhere near as much as it does, but I got home and suddenly you see this, like, uh, you know, the tweet from Lineker just talking about, like, how, yeah. bad, how bad the decision was. And I just thought, like, can you just let us have a moment? Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're the punching bag of this league. Just let us have a win without, yeah. without bringing it down, please. And I like to... You know, I do my best to stay quite objective about decisions with United. It's it's impossible to do it, obviously. That's you know the the joy of football, I suppose. But you know, for example, that that Maguire quote shove on McAtee a few weeks ago never even entered my head that that was a penalty, and said on air, not not remotely a penalty. This in real time, I thought that's a foul. The referee gave yeah. it immediately. I've seen it in the replays. It's still a foul. VAR looked at it. 
said it's a foul. None of the Wolves players complained apart from, no. oh my God, I can't believe you've just done that, Silver. Yeah. Ridiculous. The com- I, I just thought the conversation around it, and I know we've just perpetuated that conversation by talking about it on here, but whatever, um, was absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, VAR check, it's given. Looks a little bit like Sousa's going to take the penalty, but actually, I'll you what, play. I'll tell you what, I groaned when Norwood picked it up, but bloody hell, if Sousa had taken it, I, I can't <laughs> imagine how that would have gone, to be honest. Yeah. Savvy bit of game management from him, which is Very. not, you know, he's not unique in doing this. Loads of people do this, but he grabs no. the ball and just keeps holding it for a bit. Um, yeah, let's Norwood keep his head clear, don't he? Um, and yeah, Norwood steps up. Fortunately, doesn't go for the old, uh, you know, gentle roller close to the goalkeeper and absolutely yeah. obliterates I, it in off yeah. the crossbar. When he when he when he stepped up, I was in too much because you know I'm a coward and um, and like I don't watch. You know, I've said walked out of the Forest penalty penalty shootouts. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. I've done it with England as well. And I thought, I'm going to watch this because it's going to be a moment either way. You know what I mean? If we score, it's going to be one of the moments probably of the season. Mm. So I watched it and I would just, all I kept saying is, blast it. Yeah, mm. that's all I was saying. And I, I actually meant down the middle. I thought, do a Billy Sharp. You know what I mean? He just used to hammer him down the middle of the... If you're not, because it's such a pressure penalty, don't try and be clever. Don't try and... Because if you place it and he guesses right, the game's gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. Just blast it and have no regrets. And... I've seen people say this is a bad penalty because it could have gone anywhere. This is exactly what I wanted to see. If it had gone flying over the bar, I might have had a different, <laughs> different, you know, view on that. But I just wanted to, you know, I'd, I'd have been a hypocrite for slagging him off because I just said, just blast it. Just yeah. don't, don't give the keeper a chance of saving it. If, if it goes over or whatever, fair enough. But just blast this ball. And, I mean, I, I, I'm still convinced it went over. Like, I mean... <laughs> It's, it, obviously, I, I saw Travelling Blade after and obviously records it and we watched it in slow motion. It's definitely going over and it just sort of dips at the very last minute at the right moment <laughs> from like stopping it from being a Chris Waddle. And, uh, but even like when I was watching it, I thought it hit the bar and gone over and it was only when everyone started cheering. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, I think I said to you, I think I thought Norwood's just celebrating because the keeper's not saved it. <laughs> like, Come on. For once, I've not let the keeper save it. But yeah, I thought that were going. I thought that had gone over. Um, but pandemonium i think it's fair to say from everybody yeah it's a fantastic penalty. i'm not having this like oh it's it's so close to missing like well yeah that's yeah. that's the perfect penalty like no, yeah. no keeper in the world says that it's the, it's the best penalty i've seen since uh chloe kelly at the uh women's world cup this summer just, very shiver-esque i felt just blast it and no one's saving that yeah. yeah i mean i did think afterwards god bless that crossbar because obviously both our goals did uh Ricochet mm-hmm. in off it, which is is very helpful indeed. But, Do you know um, what reminded me of actually? I just thought of this: Harry Maguire against Italy. Uh, you know, in the final when he breaks the camera. No, I don't, I don't remember that. It was the, the Euros it, in, in, the, in the Euros final? Maguire <laughs> steps up and everyone's going, "Oh, Harry Maguire taking a penalty Euros final," and then he blasts it and he, he blasts it that far in the corner. The camera in the corner actually just breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the country, apart from Sheffield United fans, who knew he was going to score that. Yeah, well, um, you say that I didn't, to be honest, because he's missed a couple for us, and I thought, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember him doing that. But um, yeah, unfortunately, not much confidence in in Norwood from me. But uh, yeah, I think it, it occurred to me afterwards. Maybe this is why he runs so slowly. It's because of the cojones he's carrying around, yeah. smashing that one in. I, I did like uh, on the behind the blades afterwards. Bogle's talking to him, and he says like. He says something like, what a penalty, man, to Norwood. And then immediately goes, it scared the life out of me. <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant I mean, admission. we were all nervous, obviously. If you think about it from, from Norwood's point of view, and people might say, it's professional football, but that's not it, money or whatever, don't work in, in situations like that. It doesn't matter how much you, 
you know, someone could give me 100 million. I'll still be nervous taking a party last minute of a game. Yeah. Um, and you think about how nervous we were. This guy is the captain. He's had a poor season. I thought he had a pretty poor game, to be totally honest. Yeah, um, uh, he's obviously, we're on this run of not winning. All these things that have gone against us. I dread to think what was going on in his mind. You know what I mean? Almost, I mean, if you look at the, especially on the bike behind the blaze, I'll rewound it back. He's, He's constantly looking at the ref for blow his whistle as if, just get up, please get on with this. I just want to get this over and done with as quick as possible. <laughs> and, you know, that unbelievable pressure penalty. And we're getting now all the, uh, you know, the tributes to the best midfielder we've ever had and all this sort of stuff all over Twitter. And he deserves that moment, though, because he's been fa- fabulous for us. And I've said before, look, and I hope he proves me wrong, I, I think he's probably playing at a level above his actual ability at the moment. But... As a captain, you can't ask for anything more than what he did in that, that last minute because I wouldn't have want I, I wouldn't have trusted probably any other player on the pitch to to slam it on like that anyway. Yeah, I um I mean I think if he misses that that probably breaks us like probably breaks him um, mm. and mm. yeah I, I I don't know if we recover from that like if we end up drawing you know but he misses that penalty and we draw the game just. You know, you, you you combine that with the, the Spurs kicking the teeth, followed by the uh, Newcastle game, followed by whatever it was, like three straight, three four straight defeats, and then if he misses that, yeah, I, I think we we are like looking at a really really rough season. So, yeah, incredible. I mean, you know, at the end of this season, you probably look back and be like, well, it wasn't that much pressure, really, was it? You know, it was just a game against Wolves in November or whatever. But in that moment, massive massive pressure. It was for us. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Ollie. Thank you so much for sticking. It's like the Billy Sharp penalty against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Billy Sharp penalty against Newcastle times one thousand because that yeah. was in about the seventieth minute. There were no fans there. You know, uh, obviously it's not the last kick of the game and all the stuff that come. And the manager at that point wasn't his job wasn't under threat as far as I know. Anyway, yeah, we were, um, kind of, we were kind of already down at that point. It's like almost virtually mathematically down at that point as well. We? I mean, we are genuinely talking, and I think I mean Eckingbottom said after. I don't really know what he meant. I saw Neshblade say. He meant this in a in a different way, but he obviously said, you know, if he'd not scored that, I might have not been here uh, doing this interview. And I think most people took that as a oh, because they'd have been fired. But I think he was saying because he'd have probably got sent off or smashed. Yeah, up, I think that's exactly what he was like saying. That, yeah, but yeah, but I do think it could have been. You know, if that penalty does go an inch higher, we could be here talking about a new manager coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but fortunately, it does go in. Slams into the back of the net. Referee blows for full time as Wolves take the uh, the kickoff. An incredible feeling of relief. And uh, yeah, belting out Hecky and Stuart McCall at full time. That um, Yeah, that that felt, felt quite some, sweet. So some people like, who didn't want him out. I refuse to sing it. I refuse to sing it. Like, which is quite funny, to be fair. Like, I refuse to sing it. But yeah, we're all, we're all hypocrites, aren't we? I'm sure even most of the people who <laughs> him out were... Dancing up and down, sing. I mean, I'm the same. I don't want Chris Wilder to come back. I think it'd be a bad move. But if he does come back, I'll be the first there when he's won over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just what happens? It's football, isn't it? Yeah, just imagine like the people refusing to sing the national anthem in Casablanca or something. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. I'm not joining in with this. Now I'm yeah. just going to sit on my like own. a James McLean just standing the other way. Like, <laughs> goodness <laughs> sake. Um, yeah, fantastic penalty. Uh, just incredible feeling of relief. And yeah, great. Just wonderful walking home, yeah. uh, you know, in the in the hammering rain with a big smile on my face, thinking we've done it, we've won a game again, and uh, yeah, it feels feels good, man. Um, couple of final things, I guess, before we uh, before we wrap up. Thought 
this was this was a good Jack Robinson game. I don't mean he like yes. I don't mean he I don't mean it in terms of like this was one of his best performances of the season, but it was like this is what this is why you want Jack Robinson in your team. A game like this where he can slide into a few crunching tackles. He, yeah. um there's a good compilation video. I actually was I was on the verge of sending it to you. Uh, I mean, I know you've seen it anyway, but I was going to send it with a message of like, it's quite refreshing how the Wolves players, um, they all sort of just bounce back to their feet after some of these yeah. nifty challenges. And then the last one, I think it's yeah. uh, uh, Mateus Cunha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he t- tangles with him, Robinson Dunne, and leaves him like in a, in a heap off the pitch. And yeah. has a few choice words for him as he few walks choice past words, Yeah, a few, few unbroadcastable words uh, yeah. to him. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought, I'd give McAtee the man of the match because I thought he changed the game. Mm. But I thought overall Robinson, I mean, Robinson was bizarre in the first half as well, where Trusty obviously started as the centre and Robinson went into the centre. And I don't know if that was because Thomas was getting a bit of a runaround, to be fair, in the first half, certainly first half an hour. Mm. Um, and I don't know if we, you know, decided to put Trusty there maybe a little bit faster than Robinson to try and help Thomas out, but he played in a couple of positions, really, and I've never seen him in that central position before. Uh, he's he's absolutely up there at the moment for player of the season, and I don't think anyone would have would have thought that at the beginning of the season. That you summed it up last week, he's probably one of the, the few players in the squad who's playing to his potential, I think. Yeah, every week as well. I don't... I, I yeah. don't th- I mean, I didn't see the Arsenal game, um, where obviously we conceded five, but I, I don't really think he's had a bad game yet, which is weird. And I, I think I said this when I wrote my little little blurb about him for the BBC website, but like, it seems weird to single out a defender in the worst defence in the Premier League, but he genuinely has been good for us this season. And yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a game, you know, as I said, in the, in the pouring rain, you know, it's getting yeah. dark, we're into November now, we're... Yeah, you know we're at home. This is where you want Jack Robinson sliding through people and lobbing long throw-ins into the penalty area and geeing up the crowd and stuff. So yeah, yeah. and glad, I think uh, on the Wolves podcast they, they didn't mention him by name because they probably don't know who he is. Because why would you? You know what I mean? No, but yeah. they said like you know they, some of their players were flying in with sliding tackles in the rain and it were a complete welcome to Yorkshire. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what we need, and that's what I mean by the the aggression that Robinson and Baldock showed in this particular and Baldock again. I don't think he were absolutely fabulous. I don't think he would sort of, you know, it, it wasn't a massive game changer in the way McAtee was, but just that energy and that aggression that he gave us, that's what we need to be. We need to be more Baldock and Robinson. Yeah, we need to turn as many of these home games as possible into welcome to Yorkshire games. I think that's a, that's a, yeah. a great phrase by, by that yeah. podcast. Like, yeah. And, you know, you, you do that, I, mean, I don't know how many young guys have got left off the top of my head, like maybe 13 or something like that, 12, 13, but you turn turn half of those into games like this. We might get twenty odd. Uh, yeah, we might get twenty odd points at the end of the season, mm-hmm. which I know is you know you're going to finish bottom two probably with that. But it'll be more fun than what we thought we were going to sit That's through. So. And this is all I can ask for. I'm not expecting this team to be outplaying you know the teams that they're coming up against. But you can win games by grit and determination and being organised and being impressive like we did in that site. And we've shown that, and I hope that sort of gives them that. You know, boost that, you know, we can win games at this level. We might have to put unbelievable amounts of effort into it, but we can win games at this level. Yep. And the next home game is is Bournemouth, who uh, did win a game the other week, didn't they? They, they beat um, yeah. Burnley, and then they got yeah. hammered by City, I think, this weekend. So no no real... Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a couple of weeks away, that, but the, the, by all accounts, they're doing a lot worse than their play suggests. So it's not going to be a walkover, but you, again, you're not going to get many easier games are you in the Premier League. I think it's a nice, it's a nice double home game if you like. Um, yeah, Wolves into that, and then you've got Burnley after that one as well. So there, there is an opportunity over the next 
Uh, well, not the few weeks because an international break coming up, but the next three, I guess this three out of these four fixtures are, are not, they're about as kind as they're going to get, I think. Um, just quickly on Brighton, I, I, uh, sorry to bring the mood down, but I'm, I'm expecting a, a, a back down to earth result out of this one. This is, yeah, they're, they're a really good team. I know they, I think the best, best we can hope for is that they're going to be jiggered from um, Europa League tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, that's the big is, thing. Obviously, Ajax are not doing well, but you know that's still a, a tough place to go. Um, and it is, it is in Ajax, isn't it? It is in Holland. I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, sure so obviously them. a long journey back. They've not won for five games. Yeah, I don't think it's beyond the possibility. Realms of possibility we get a point, but I think if you're going to be realistic, it's. I know. I think people get confused, and we all do it. And we we hated it when we were good in the Premier League for that season. People look at the name, I think Brighton, and you think, oh, you know, but they're up there with, you know, the, 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 they're better than Chelsea, for instance. Mm. Oh my god, that Chelsea. so I've barely watched any non-United Premier League games this season, but that Chelsea performance was one of the. <laughs> this sounds bizarre when the game they won four one. That was one of the stupidest performances I think I've ever seen. I think a smarter team probably wins that eight and nine one. But yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. Brighton. Um, see, I, I, delighted as I am with this Wolves win, and I am delighted, and I do think, as, as we kind of said, it does just like pave the way of like we can do that and win games, particularly at home this season. But it doesn't massively change uh, what I think about the like ability level of the team. I think and. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm expecting uh, quite a comfortable defeat at Brighton, and I, I don't equally. That's not going to change my feelings on this season very much. Like my my confidence that we can beat Bournemouth is not going to be affected if we go and get smoked at Brighton, which is yeah, very possible. Yeah. I think they yeah. uh, just some quick starts of a top six attack on XG. Uh, defense is only mid table, but you know we we have like uh, just bottom tier attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of the best pressing teams as well. They have the most shots off turnovers this season. Scored the right. second most goals off turnovers and have the third best uh, passes per defensive action allowed. Um, very patient build up as well. They have the most passes per sequence of any team that isn't Man City. So they're going to boss the ball. They've got a great attack. They win it back really quickly. That's part of the reason why they have um, such good possession stats as well. This is really, really tough, mate. I'd, I'd be, yeah. I'd be amazed if we get anything out of this one. But go, go, amaze me, Blades. You know, a point would be yeah. incredible. Um, and then, yeah, all eyes turn to. We get a couple of week rest for the international break. People starting to come back for, to fitness, maybe. You know, we've got balls up back in the team. Say, the only thing I'll bring up about the Brighton game realistically is if uh, there's rumours about an element Bernie being back, and maybe even Jebison. I've heard he's back on the back on the grass, as they mm, say. That's great. Don't don't risk him. <laughs> Don't, don't play them. Do you know what I mean? If they're not, if they're not, don't do what we did with Brewster. If if like, oh, it felt something. Don't play because this, the game's coming up after this. If you've got any hope of, look at the the, the the teams around us this weekend have got. I can't remember who's got it, which, but these Newcastle, Man United, and uh, Arsenal. So the likelihood is, and you never know. Luton got a point ago, obviously against Liverpool. We're going to be in the same position even if we lose to Brighton. So. Let's not risk players on this game that we're probably likely going to lose, and let's concentrate on those Bournemouth and obviously try and win. Brian, I'm not saying throw the game or anything, but if people are doubts, don't throw them in and lose them for Burnley and uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, because our, our next four, no, not our next four home games, but this isn't too. This isn't a bad little run of fixtures, is no. it? Like leading up to Boxing Day, Bournemouth at home, winnable. Burnley away. You know, they're as bad as us, basically. Mm. Liverpool at home, okay, probably a defeat. Brentford mm. at home, don't mind that. Chelsea away, I think if that was at home, 
advantage yeah, to get something. Yeah. Villa away, obviously, massively difficult. And then that leads you to um, Boxing Day against Luton at home. So there are some winnable games there, but I just don't think Brighton yeah. is one of them. Um, so yeah, yeah I think I had a lot of Villa and Brighton there. I mean, you'd argue Liverpool are better, but with us being at home, but I think Brighton and Villa are probably the hardest games out of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, but <clears throat> so I'd say half of those are something we could realistically get points out of. I think so. Um, yeah, I don't see Brighton as one of them. So, like you, don't risk it with a break coming up. But um, yeah, it sounds like Ahmed Odzic could be back. You know, by that Bournemouth game. That's the end of November, mm-hmm. isn't it? McBurney mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Asula was on the bench and played uh, like an hour, I think, for the under twenty ones. Yeah, banged a couple in, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, as he, as he does. Yeah, Jebison sounds like he's back in training. Bulldog obviously was um, back in the team, so uh, options are coming. I mean, you know, we, we assume that more people will get injured during this period, and yeah. you know, we, it's probably worth pointing out that most of those players got injured on international duty the previous yeah. time. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. How many international braces? And I, I know it's because we're not in the championship, but obviously we saw that thing uh, BBC put out about uh, I don't know rumours of the Premier League cutting it down to eighteen teams. I, like I said, like teams that get like us or Wolves or Palace, who are not in Europe, we're playing about two games a month. It's yeah. outrageous. Yeah, I know. it does feel like we literally just had. I'm sure we had an international break like two weeks. ago. We did. It was before Man U. <laughs> and knows, then before that, it was before Tottenham, which weren't, didn't seem that long ago. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't don't uh, and yeah, maybe if you're spending a lot of money and time to go to Brighton, you don't want me to. You don't want to be hearing me say this, but yeah, let's not risk. Bernie, etc., against Brighton, please. Um, and yeah, I'll uh, I'm looking forward to that Bournemouth game now. Now that we've got that got that win in the bank, yeah, it's just taking a little bit of pressure off. Showing you know, you saw the players were sort of literally saying it afterwards. You could hear Hamer saying, like, that's what we needed, you know, let's go. Yeah, that was what we've been waiting for. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's got to help on it, just getting that one win. Um, yeah. final note, mate, mentioned it last week. Uh, my cousin's unbeaten record, of course, I forgot, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Unbeatable. He's Unbelie- this is unbelievable. Yeah, he's, uh, I-, I need to try and make a list of all the games he's been to because it's not, we're not talking like three games here. And yeah, it's been yeah. in, you know, League One, Championship, Premier League. But, Get um, that goal from me started. Yeah, for a season ticket. His last, the, la- the game before this was Spurs in the Cup. So he, he won that. We obviously won that one. Uh, yeah, we've gone and got our first Premier League win of the season here. So yeah, it could be a, a second half season ticket. He's only, a, he's only at Uni in Leicester. I'm sure we can sort him out with it. Season ticket and nip up every weekend, can I? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess finally, just uh, thanks for all the feedback on the previous, uh, the previous episode. It was, it was a lively reaction. I think. Wasn't yeah, it? you were People quite took... nervous. Well, you more than me. To be fair, I'll give you credit with your idea, and you're a bit. Is this a terrible idea? Do you know, I, I did really think like as soon as I published it that maybe it was a terrible idea. Yeah, but people yeah. seem to take it in uh, in the spirit it was intended. Um, yeah. I wrote down a few of the comments that I liked, actually. Um, yeah. Harry's game said, uh, Ben and Andrew in the multiverse of mardiness, which I thought was excellent. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nesh Blade said, a few more Roy interruptions and should have believed it was a real episode. Outrageous. And, uh, oh, I didn't, I didn't write down who said this, but um, they said, I've mentioned before that I'm one of those people who listens to podcasts to go to sleep, and Blade's <laughs> pod is one of the best for that, brackets, in a good way. This episode completely threw me. Half waking up to hear that we'd just beaten Everton, I had no idea what month it was. That was I love it. an I love unintended it. consequence of that one. But um, yeah, it was it was fun to do. It was more fun to to do that than talk about a five 0 loss to Arsenal that neither yeah. of us had actually seen. No, so, um... actually yeah, and I should apologise because I keep saying um, Neil Oliver 
uh, <laughs> memes on Twitter, as people probably will have seen. And um, it's just a little phase I'm going through. But <laughs> I, shared the, I, I shared it when we, uh, we did the last pod. I can't even remember what it was. One of his many, uh, one of his many uh, comments uh, on GB News. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to share this pod with another one of his comments, and I'm going to keep doing it until we lose a home game. So, you know, bear with me. I'm, I'm sure it won't be long. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be long, but this is the new <laughs> Columbia shirt, Neil Oliver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. All right, mate. Uh, what do you, what you got to plug? Mate, more Madeley? Plenty of views. Uh, with, a first winning view from of the season. First winning view from of the season. Um, understandably quite bitter. I think it's... Fair. I don't blame them for that. I know a lot of people saying they're fans of Marley. They lost. I didn't think they were know, that. Too, so I, I, I don't think, think they were it was that, a, that bitter of you from. I no, think, I don't think so. Yeah, no. one, one one of them says like they're you know they're not going to win more than five games all season. I was like, oh, five games, five games. Get yeah, we've got that. four more of those to look forward to. Sam Young. They've lost in the last in the hundredth minute to a pen that they don't think is a pen. They're not going to be like, yeah, fair play, move on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's football. It's passion. I've got no problem with that at all. But yeah, that's at RoyceViewFrom.com. Got a Mike Parry episode out of uh, Made Life. I think it's our highest viewed one, this, actually. It's gone down like a storm. So oh, nice. Check out... Uh, my, thank you to Mike Parry. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and we've got... We're doing... We're trying to do a 12 days of Made Life at uh, Christmas. <laughs> um, and we're going to try and do 12 episodes of uh, Christmas-themed uh, TV. Uh, oh, I knew TV. we'd be talking about that. We were doing, talking yeah. about the beer festival, I think, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've, got, we've recorded a couple already, actually, because we wanted to get ahead uh, yeah. so we don't have to do all 12 in one month. So, yeah, check, keep an eye out for that. I've enjoyed doing it. Did a Fantastic. He-Man watch along yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, what have I got? Uh, my latest things on the BBC Sport website. Is it also... out? I've not seen it, actually. Uh, yeah, what day is it today? Wednesday? Yeah, I think Wednesday, it, came, yeah. it came out yesterday. I think I just um, I was really busy yesterday, so I've not... Uh, Right, so I'm not, it, yeah. not linked to it anywhere, but um, uh, it, it, I'm basically just talking about the the joy of winning, the the feeling of relief, like that that what it means, I suppose, to win a game. Like, forget the points, just enjoy. It. Yeah, it's on there now. So if you go to BBC Sport website, just go to the show, just click on Sheffield United, take it to that. Uh, yes, the latest. You, you're women of steel out, isn't it? Yeah, latest edition of Women of Steel. So womenofsteel.substack.com that came out. This morning, um, yeah, you know, I'd lost to Southampton away. Southampton are right up at the top of the league, um, so mm. I thought it was going to be a tough game. But actually, Jody Hutton, though, I saw Jody Hutton's goal were unbelievable. Yeah, what a goal! Beautiful. Yeah, she's um, some words about her performance in that because she was uh, well. United as a whole, they, they made a switch at half time uh, and went to the our, our favourite, uh, the men's teams back three, and it, it really made a difference. Um, they just <laughs> absolutely swamped. Southampton in the second half, but um, who's actually in charge at the moment? I believe, um, because there's no official word on it, that it's the assistant yeah. manager who I think is uh, Lee Turner. Let me just look that up. I've written it I down just found it bizarre that obviously all the stuff came out, and then I, I'm the same as you. Obviously, you take more of a close eye than me. You've got a season ticket and stuff, but well, I've still not heard anything about who the, who the manager. There's been no announcement about who the manager is or anything. Who, who's in charge? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they can't talk about it, can they? But um, uh, yeah, Luke Turner is the assistant manager. Has been he was he was actually I didn't realise this, but um, he was the interim manager for a while last season as well when um, Neil Redfern left. So he's yeah he's, he's had some experience um, like taking charge of the first team. But yeah, like a really yeah. massive feather in the cap I think for him and the players that they had that heart. They're without a permanent first team manager at the moment, um, 
and yeah, they switched it up at half time. Absolutely swarmed Southampton in the second half, but the Saints keeper, mm-hmm. who is the England under 23 goalkeeper, was phenomenal and made some tremendous saves. And unfortunately, uh, they couldn't get past in the second half and lost 2 1. But the fact that they played so well against the team who's right at the top of the league should be plenty of encouragement, I think, for the rest of the season. I'm off to. Um, Alfreton tonight actually to watch him against Villa in the uh, the League Cup, the Continental Cup as it's confusingly known. I saw uh, FA Cup draw. Alfreton's got a pretty nice tie on there. I can't remember who it is now. Uh, so Alfreton are home to. Men's? Oh, sorry, the men's FA Cup. Sorry, so the draw. Mm. The Walsall at home uh, in the second round of the FA Cup. So. Yeah. Not not often you see Alfred in that in the second round, is it? No, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame they're playing at Alfreton because it's a technically a home game for United. But um, I think because they are women's team are at home on Sunday in the league, so that would be three uh, United yeah. games in a week, essentially at Bramall Lane. So yeah, they've, they've yeah, got it there. Yeah, so I'm interested how it goes because uh, Villa, WSL team, uh, you know, they've got like Rachel Daly playing for them, you know, England mm-hmm. superstar. So I'm hoping that she plays. Um, so yeah. they might, it might be a weakened team because the, the women's game at the top level anyway takes the same approach to the League Cup as the men's does. Um, but mm. Villa had a shocking start to the season. They've lost every game yeah. and um, they got hammered 6 0, I think, the other day by Chelsea. So they might see it as one to. Uh, a bit of a morale booster, I think, and put a strong yeah. team out. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I've never been to Alfreton, uh, their ground, so that's a new one to tick off as well. And um, yeah, who knows? We'll see how, see how they get on against some uh, w, WSL opposition. Um, right, mate. Sorry, we've, well, we've talked oh, Just a long one more time, thing, but... by the way. Just mm. uh, congratulations. Obviously, we're both right things for him. The Pinch being nominated for the uh, FSA Awards FSAs, as well. Uh, yeah. That's no. an incredible achievement to get nominated for that, to be honest, because that is the, you know, the the ultimate sort of fan media award. They're up against, you know, most of the podcasts that I listen to, to be honest, like, you yeah. know, are, are at the same event, you know, uh, Football Clichés, Football Weekly and all these sort of things. So, you know, go and vote for them. I imagine it's going to be a, a difficult one for them to win, given the competition, but... Um, Let's see if they can do it. Obviously, Rainbow Blades won it last year, the year before. So, yeah, bit last year, I think. Yeah, yeah, last year. So, yeah, congratulations getting nominated again. So, that is a that is a real achievement. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So that is the Football Supporters Association Awards. Yeah, it's a real. Um, I mean, as you say, you and I both write it right for it. So we're 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 a bit biased. Obviously, we have you know <laughs> skin in the game here, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic for uh, everybody involved in organising that. And you can go and vote for it as well. Um, mm at the FSA website or just uh, just go to the Pinch News on Twitter and you'll find a link to it there as well or just the Pinch.uk, the website, and you'll find a link there. So, um, yeah, go and uh, go and give those boys a vote, uh, boys and girls, excuse me. Um, yeah, because they, they absolutely deserve it and, yeah, it's awesome to see them nominated. Um, right, mate, uh, a, a longer podcast this week, but I think that was yeah. worthwhile when, you, when you've gone six months without a win, you've got to... You gotta enjoy the moment, haven't you? As we said, right? Could be another still. six months, gonna it? So you got you got to milk it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thanks very much for your time, mate, and your input. Really, uh, yeah, really enjoyed catching up, talking about a win for the first time in a long time. And yeah, let's hope we're um, you know not waiting too much longer for for more points on the board. Maybe some this weekend, but uh, certainly that next home game is one I've very much got my eye on now. Um, Right, mate. Sorry, just total rambling here. So, I'll uh, I'll wrap it up. Thanks again, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers.